You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Hello, Daniel, naturopath. I want to talk to you um, about kids' foods. I just thought of some kids' foods that would be interesting. You know, there's tons of books out there. But I just want to nail some of the staples because the staples are the most important part. The rest is filler. It's not filler because you need a lot of variation maybe, certain things. But you don't need too much variation. It just you get the basics right. You can go very far with that, you know. Um, so I'd say the best kid foods, probably one of the number one kid foods is um, custard. This should be the biggest staple for kids. And they love it. And it's, you know, you can make it sweet. You can do quiches and stuff like that. But, I mean, the goal is not to just, you know, kill kids with lots of eggs and stuff. This is actually eggs and milk. And that's, the, that's what's powerful here is the raw milk and soy-free eggs that have been ordered online that cost about 9 bucks a dozen at least uh, to avoid the price point of soy-fed, you know, animals and uh, to overcome that price point, which you can't overcome at $5 for a dozen. It's impossible, even at farmer's markets, no matter where you go. I mean, unless you get really lucky, you know, sometimes you'll bump into a farmer whose wife is allergic to soy and he's had to adapt. Maybe he sells them for a little bit cheaper, but he knows it's costing them more to make them. So, um, but, um, so that custard would be one of the main foods for children, you know, maybe once a week, something like that. You know, it's in their life. It can be more than that. It can be daily. You know, that can be part of their, like, little dessert you know, or whatever it is, you know. And it doesn't have to be that sweet. You know, you can teach kids to have, like, ride the line between sweet and, you know, just barely sweet. Um, so that takes, you know, learning and teaching at the beginning. But So that's one of the most powerful foods. Another powerful food for kids is to buy, like, bratwurst bratwurst from Germany because you can get those from like Trader Joe's or something imported and you know cook those up with some take a half apple slice it in slices fry it or you know grill it fry it you know fry it with the, the bratwurst and then serve that as a meal or you can use applesauce homemade stewed apples but this combination right here this is a lifelong thing for kids I mean it's just gives them everything they need. It gives them the calming hormones that you find in um, in, in uh, pork. These are calming hormones, especially when it's imported. I have a hard time to find it with the American pig, but it's part of why we love bacon and everything else. It's these hormones <coughs> that are in there. They calm the child. So this is one calming food for children. Um, and it can be served all the time. You know, it's so easy to make. It takes two seconds. You know, and um, let's see. Um, I don't know. It's funny. That's like all I can come up with right now. But I feel like just those two items rotated in and out really is like so powerful for children. It just really is. Those two items. <laughs> now, other foods which can help calm children which you would never think of is you take a little bit of liver like frozen veal liver or something like that and you mix it with like a artisan kind of like ice cream 
But the problem is, it's hard to find good ice cream in America. Man, it's so hard. Yeah, and, but there's no other way to do this one. But if you put a little bit of liver in the ice cream and you buy vanilla and you add vanilla to that same ice cream, you can oat, like double up. Um, and then you kind of like, you know, um, you can repackage it into like a stick maybe and refreeze it, you know, because you're just working with it live. Um, like you take that, basically you could take that. Um, I think I was using cream when I did that. Yeah, I think I actually did it myself one time where I would use cream, like Devon cream, and then I would mix it with um, a little bit of liver. And the liver would be all of that, the cream, the liver, and a little bit of milk. And then the vanilla was all put into like a Vitamix and shh. And then I would freeze that into sticks. Now, if you, you can make them stronger with more liver or less liver, depending on the, the needs, but like for adults. Um, but if you do it for adults, like you can do a much stronger one. And then they become really healthy, you know, these kind of things. But when you do it for kids and you're using a small amount of liver, like, you know, maybe, you know, two inch square or something like that, you're like, wow, he's never going to eat that ever. Now, if you put only that much into a creamsicle that you created and it's all mixed in perfectly with the vanilla and the sugar and like ice cream, you know what I mean? Like, you'll be amazed at how the ice cream, something in the cream pulls out the blood and neutralizes it. There's a neutralizing effect. So... And then the vanilla wipes off kind of the the last taste kind of thing, especially if you add more vanilla, you know. But so there is tricks, and I've done it. I've had kids that were totally picky eaters, totally did not like this, that, and the other, and they were cl clamoring for these um, liver pops. They call them pawpaw pops or something like that. They were clamoring for them, and that was because they needed it. They needed something in there, and they knew it. So, um, you know, they also, uh, I remember it was like the same weekend I brought them some, some sea salt, like Celtic, and they were just using regular salt in the house and never thought anything about it. And, you know, one of the nieces like grabbed it and ate it immediately. And I was like, that's, she's showing you, she's showing you that her brain is missing that. And it has been for this whole life cycle so far and it needs it, you know, proper salt. So my brother immediately started buying that salt. You learn. So they need these things and they'll tell you. And if it's the right thing, they'll come towards it. Now, you might have to bend them into that sometimes. It's possible even to skip meals for children in order to make their hunger. You have to use their hunger against them sometimes in order to make them accept new foods. And it's not cruel. It's like very loving. You know, you just have to, you know, you know what's best for them and you have to hold it and you have to let them, because, you know, children will fight you. It's a battle of wills and they're stronger than you. Their will is stronger than yours unless you are able to understand what's happening. They just came here from the spiritual world. They've got a strong will. So you have to overcome that. You have to be stronger than that. Otherwise, they rule it. They run it from behind the scenes, but they run it. So you can't let that happen. And I'm not saying you're forcing them into this or whatever, but like you can, it can be done right. It can totally be done right. With love, anything is possible. 
So, um, and if it's not being done right, it's probably not being with love. It's like, I'm angry. I want to get the, they have to eat the, no, that's not it. It's like, you know, that this can work for them, but typically, you know, if your wife is telling you, you can't do this or that's ridiculous and that's, and she's doubting you and then, yeah, and then you get caught into that whole thing. But if you're sure on yourself and what you need to do for your children, then you also be sure with your wife and everything else. So it's all about being sure within yourself about things, what children need and how to do it, and having love in your heart for it. You know, like, I've seen these nieces, you know, run the game over there um, for a long time. They, they, they run everything, and it's not healthy for them. It's not healthy for the parents. It's not healthy for anyone. So hopefully some of these things will, you know, Kids do end up eventually learning some things throughout their life cycle. It doesn't all happen when they're babies. And so sometimes, you know, but there is precious time when they're young to put some of these ideas in place. You know, if you start them off with like really sugary things, then yeah, you can screw up the whole system. The whole system. And then that'll be 16 cavities later before they wake up, you know, and they spend that five grand on dental out of their pocket at 27 then they'll wake up. But until then, no. And then that will create a lot of havoc in the body. A lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of bad karma's already come through. So anyway, these are just, I only gave you a couple of ideas, so it's kind of like boring, you know, but working with eggs, healthy eggs, healthy milk, and healthy bread, and learning how to, you know, use those together um, can really create tons of items for children. Um, just the most simplest of ingredients. Um, and if, you know, meat, you know, whatever, there's ways to, to do that. I mean, anyway, there's ways to do it. Just get the right stuff, you know. You have to import these days. New Zealand, you know, that's the meat that I use the most in the States because it's the only fresh imported meat there is. I haven't seen any other fresh imported meat. No. So you got to do what you can for now. Maybe some Asian market, other area, but I don't trust some. Asian markets are great if it's not coming from China. So it means it needs to be coming from other areas, you know, Philippines and Vietnam, Thailand, stuff like that. Read, read what you're getting. I'm not saying everything from China is bad. I'm just saying that like, I don't go there for those items. So anyway, there you go. Thanks.